hello. It is Thursday. That means bring it in with me, Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Doing great, Gerard. How are you? Not too bad. Can't complain. Can't complain. You know, we're, we were, we're previewing, doing our preview episodes, getting ready for the season to start. Training camps open next week. Media days are on Monday. We figure ah, it'll be a light show going into the weekend and we'll just get ready. Nope. And then the NBA decides this week, let's just have a, you know, a storm of events happen to get everybody fired up. And we're going to get into all of it. Uh, we're going to start with the Boston Celtics who um, started the year. I mean, who still are to begin the year preseason uh, title favorites. They went to the finals last year against the Warriors, uh, lost in six games. Um, head coach Ime Udoka uh, will likely be suspended for the season. Um, that hasn't been officially announced, but that's what is being reported um, for what is deemed um, a consensual sexual relationship with a female staffer um, on, on the Celtics. Um, you know, that type of, of, of incident sort of generates a lot of thought. So when you first heard the news, what did you think? Well, the first thing I thought was, man, tough couple of days for Boston because of the news on Robert Williams' knee. So my first thought was, you know, basketball stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know any drama. Like, I, I don't know who's married to whom. I've since learned because I've been reading. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I, I was talking to Henry about it this morning, too. When you, when you agree to be a head coach, there, there's a couple of tacit aspects of that. You're going to make a lot of money, right? You're going to be uh, on TV and on radio constantly. And uh, whether you're single, separated, or married, like you can't be messing with people who work below you in a sense. Because other than general manager and owner, no one else is below you. You just can't do it. You just have to, if, you, if you're interested in another woman, don't take the job. Don't take the job because you're in a position of power. And so I don't care that he's married, separated. That's a whole separate issue. We have no idea what goes on behind the scenes in any relationship. I just know that it's someone in a position of power, and this happens in the NBA too often. Uh, but, but honestly, my very first thought after the Robert Williams thing was, I felt badly for Ime. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think he's going to, he was a very good coach in year one. This is going to leave a mark for a while, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so from a basketball perspective, it's going to stunt his basketball development a bit, right? Because that's a year that you're not going to be with your team, coaching in the fire, doing the, the X's and O's. Okay. Uh, about the actual incident, I thought as you did, okay, there is a power balance dynamic here, right? The question is, and I don't know if we'll ever know this, did he use his position of power to prey upon this woman and coerce her into a relationship? That's we not what no it idea. seems. Right. And we don't know. What's being right. reported is consensual relationship. I would like to point out that Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss were in a consensual yeah. sexual relationship when she was the vice president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. In effect, his boss, because he was the head coach, right? Um, I... I Here's how I see this. Why are we so fascinated and curious about people's sex lives? Like I spend zero time thinking about what other people do when they're bedrooms. I don't yeah. care like yeah. at all. It doesn't bother me. Right. The only way it's a, it's a situation that I think demands sort of uh, investigations and whatever is if, like I said, he used his power to pray or coerce or it's some kind of sexual assault or sexual battery type of situation. That's when I'm like, all right, we, as a public, we deserve to know. 
I don't know what his relationship is like with Nia Long, the, the famous actress. Maybe they have an open relationship. Maybe, I don't know, and I don't care, right? Like, I, that doesn't impact basketball. I do not care about any of that stuff. Um, but the the pre, the, the, the obsession that's flowing around Twitter right now and like the jokes, and it's like, why do we care so much about people's sex lives? I don't, personally. It doesn't matter to me. Why do we want to know who's doing who? It, again, who cares? It doesn't matter unless, again, he used his position of power in a way, right, that was unbecoming. Now, as an organization, most organizations have what they call, um, you know, guidelines about morality and what you're allowed to and not do. A lot of organizations do not, they explicitly have rules that say co-workers cannot date, right? Or be involved for various reasons. I don't know what the Celtics rules are around that. I'm sure we'll find out over time. But if this is another adult, just like for whatever reason, they decided to get together, again, to me, I don't care. Like if, if it's not impacting basketball, uh, again, that's between that woman, Nia, uh, uh, Ime, Nia and Ima and Ime, if this is not part of their marriage arrangement, their kids, potentially the divorce attorney, if that, but us as public, what? I don't care. Like, this does not matter. No crimes committed here, right? So I just, this, this ties into this sort of fascination we have as a society with heteronormative, um, mating for life. And look, and I'm not saying you do whatever is in the confines of your situation and what you and your partner agree to. I don't want to know because I don't care. But once you guys are good with it, I'm good with it, right? Otherwise, why do I care? So that that was really my situation on this. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, for the generally speaking, I don't either. Um, in the case of the uh, the power structure, that's the that's where you have we you know the NBA struggles with this. Um, yeah. Um, this is decisions made by, and and your point on the Lakers is right as well. The difference is Phil Jackson was this enormously successful and powerful. He wasn't even a typical head coach. He was just incredibly, he was going to get a job the next day if he wanted one, but still we, we have to look at the totality of these situations. And, uh, speaking as someone who does have a 21 year old daughter, she may, think that she's in love with this man or interested mm-hmm. in this man, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he has that position plays in it, which is why you have laws. And so I think you bring up something interesting. I don't know what the Celtics laws are. They better have had something, rules, guidelines. Right, right. Because if they didn't have anything and now to slap potentially a year suspension, that's fucked up. If indeed they don't have anything spelling out. And I think in most cases, workplaces, as you mentioned, do have that. Uh, when it's two equal peers in terms mm-hmm. of their employment right. footing, mm-hmm. you're almost just trying to prevent more drama. Right. Because now if they dating and break up, well, now I got to move them to different divisions and maybe I don't have two divisions. There might be right. two right. waiters or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, it, it, the bottom line is they're all human beings. I, mm-hmm. I'm glad it doesn't look like they're going to fire him. I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Um, pending a, a deeper investigation, if indeed – it is as consensual as what they're saying. And the reporting is, and this should not matter, that they were separated. It shouldn't matter in terms of whether or not you fire him. Right. But yeah. um, it's just bad luck. And this is so, 
So I'm going to take it away from the legal aspects and the, and, and the things you're bringing up and there's societal norms. Um, we have been talking about, and, and I've been writing about the uh, parity of the league. Well, the, the team most favored to be the champs, or at least regular season champs, uh, took two big hits this week. Mm-hmm. So the Celtics stock took a big, big fucking hit. Uh, and that have, means someone else got better. Have they moved off your championship bus? No. I, I tell you what, if, if indeed he's suspended for the year, I have to see this next coach. Uh, he did a hell of a job last year. To think that they just got a bunch of those guys. Like, I'm one of these guys who don't think coaches are all the same. Right. I, I think that uh, there are special guys. He seemed to have found a really great message last year. If we remember, they were struggling. He didn't bail on Jason Tatum as he shouldn't have. He got them to buy in defensively. And again, even though I don't think he did a great job in the finals, I thought he just kept kind of hitting the same thing. Of we got to mm-hmm. get more and more physical when in reality Tatum was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even with that, had Tatum been healthy, I think they'd have been champions. Um, I don't think the next guy necessarily is going to be as good yeah. as Ime was. Right. And if he, but if he is, good for them. And yeah, then, then they're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, the other piece of this, which we don't know because, and I don't know that we should, we don't, I, I don't know if this other woman, this woman was 21 years old or young. No idea. What, what, yeah. what if she was a 30 something year old? What, you know, like, yeah. what, then, right. so right. what are we, what are we talking about? You, you see what I'm saying here? So why yeah. does it matter if she's 26 versus if she's right? Like if she consents and says, look, we're good. This is a morality play that we're trying to do here. And by the way, I, I am not advocating for Hebel to operate outside the, the the boundaries of, and not even marriage, the boundaries of your specific situation, which by the way, folks, there are many situations yep. out there. People can do whatever they want within what their partners agree to. It may not be what you like, right. but if they're down with it, I don't care. Fine by me. I don't know the situation. We don't know the situation. So this to me is where we're getting into that really gray area. And the thing about this coach is that this is going to be such a dominant news cycle because of, again, this weirdo, puritanical, prudish, but obsessed with sex society that we have, right? Because it's like, oh my God, it's Nia Long. And why would he do that to her? And it's all this ridiculousness. Meanwhile, to me, and news media organizations are complicit in this. Why aren't we focusing on the major stories in sports right now? You have in Mississippi and Hall of Fame quarterback, who in in collusion with the governor of the state siphoned millions of dollars away from the state's welfare fund, right? Which is to help the most, the poorest and most disenfranchised people in the state, a state, by the way, who 200,000 people don't have access to clean running water. Right. And the governor joked about that. And they thought it was funny to take millions of dollars away from the state so we could build a volleyball stadium. Like what are we talking about? Why well, isn't that story at the top of our minds? Yeah, so um, I was on with uh, um, social media today with some friends, good guys, and um, they were talking about this. And you and I are similar ilk in terms of our political orientations and everything else. But I push back on that one thing, only saying I- I'm willing to wait because, first of all, he's retired. He doesn't affect the team at all, whereas Ime, this is a big deal potentially. Sex always does sell. That's a whole separate thing. And this other thing, like, like that dude needs to go to jail. And so you have to 
you have to really dot your I's and cross your T's and get your sourcing right because the investigation, to my understanding, is still ongoing. And there's going to be a trial, I would think, right? They're not just going to go to jail. No, right. Well, that's to me what you just said. So yes, I would hope. If there isn't, oh, now I'm going crazy. Now, yeah. because that is real world stuff, much, right. much bigger level probably than something like this. And if, if it's the same thing with Trump and everything else, if you let the most powerful, most famous celebrities and businessmen get away with things, mm-hmm. uh, George Floyd was killed for over a couple of counterfeit bills, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. allegedly counterfeit. We have mm-hmm. no idea. He never got a chance to stand trial. He was right. murdered. Right. Uh, these guys are accused of basically stealing millions. And then I made a, I made a comment while you were talking. Um, did you see what the governor said when he was in Hattiesburg? No. What did he say? Oh, Gerard. This motherfucker said, uh, happened to be in Hattiesburg. I guess he was doing something. I have no idea what. Uh, I'm just glad. I, basically, I'm not in Jackson. Like, he said this. I listened to it. These are terrible people. Yeah, that's not a crime. The, the stealing million. I don't care who he stole money from, by the way. I, I do care. But it, it, it's obviously incredibly heinous. But he stole money. Like, we have laws. If they're not held accountable by the media and or the, the legislative branch, the judicial branch of, of, our, of our governments, state and federal, that is front page news, CNN, lead story, MSNBC, has to be. be. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So that's, to me, that's where the media should be right now. A, investigate the fuck out of it. It's okay to do that. You can beat, it's not easy. Right. The financial stuff is much harder to understand than what mm-hmm. Ime is accused of. Uh, I think he admitted it. Um, but you, and then you better hold those people accountable that are trying to hold the perpetrators accountable. And if you fail in that, we should be going nuts. Because yeah. yes, yeah. it's a much, much larger story. I mean, that the, the governor said that. Like He said these are, that. These are, these, are your, these are your constituents. These are the people that like, you are beings. in office to take yeah. care of. They're human beings. It, even if even if the governor of Texas said that, I'd be outraged. Like, there's nothing funny. There's nothing funny about people who can't drink the water. Literally. Like, and I don't think <laughs> people, like, don't understand, you know, if you're fortunate enough to live somewhere where this is never an issue for you. Yeah. The importance and value of clean running water. Right. right. Like, I, I, I don't know that people are aware of this. In many parts of the world, that's not a thing. Okay, yeah. like, and right here in this country, for two hundred thousand people in Jackson, Mississippi, not a thing. Yeah, anyway. my gar- I, I have a big garage. It is filled with water because hurricane season's coming, yeah. and there is the uh, the chance that with a certain amount of wind and rain or whatever, we we lose clean water, and that's how you die. Yes, and we might also because of where I live. Like, it's not easy to get to mainland in a sense. Mm-hmm. Our county is surrounded by water on three sides. If bridges go down, yeah, like, really we ain't going nice. anywhere. Yeah, that's why we fucking left in Irma in 2017. We went to South Carolina, far away, and had a very nice vacation. Uh, we have a hurricane potentially coming next week. If we are, I'll be doing the show from somewhere else. We won't be <laughs> staying here. I can tell you that. But if we do stay here and we lose water, I've got many, many, many gallons of water. Uh, in our garage and this is just what Floridians do and so yeah the idea that I can't just turn on a faucet and get clean water safe water uh, is yeah it's, it's unbelievable that we have that in this country but not so unbelievable and, you know and, the, and the, the other part of it for Mississippi folks that don't know um, Mississippi is also 
if not the, among the poorest states in the entire it's, country. I think it's the poorest. I, th I think it is yeah. the poorest. Yeah. Um, At least so educated. When you take away yeah. money for people who need it, like for a volleyball stadium for you to real, what? Yeah, are come we, on. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, anyway, right. back to the Celtics. So they got the Ima Yudoka situation. Of course, they have the Robert Williams situation. And this, you know, you and I were ch chatting about this briefly in the, in the chat earlier this week when the news came down. He... I mean, he didn't look great last year in the postseason, right? He'd have peaks and valleys. He'd look good yeah. for two quarters, and it's like he can't yeah. play next game because – so clearly he came back way too early from his from his surgery last year um, and or this this finals year, so this right. year, but earlier this year. Yeah. The team forced him to come back sooner, and, and this is why I'm always like players – and look, he signed a deal, but like it's not like his big, big money deal. He'll be fine if he never plays again. I'm not saying that'll happen, but this is why I don't – I don't get mad when players want to seek their own medical counsel and have their own medical team because I don't trust team doctors for shit. Okay, so uh, there's not a whole lot I can provide uh, uh, any show that's any different than any fan other than I'm more experienced maybe at watching games. But I got some experience in this. You do. If the average fan doesn't have. Uh, oh, hell yes. You should have your own team. Hell yes. Should never just... Uh, trust a team. Listen, uh, you shouldn't just trust your own doctor if you're a regular person, if you are all are skeptical uh, that they might be in it for different reasons, go get a second opinion. It's why there's second opinions all the time and third opinions. Uh, but I was texting some agents uh, as soon as the news broke, and these are experienced guys. And, and, but I, I wrote to them, like, you never, ever trust your team and the lead agent wrote, one lead agent wrote back to me and said, I just was telling someone that as your text arrived, you cannot do it. Even, even if their heart's in the right place. First of all, there are teams who have team doctors, team physicians, whatever you want to call them, depending on radiologists or whatever. Um, they pay for that. Some teams take money from a doctor saying we're the official doctors or radiologists or whatever but they actually send their players to someone else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you can pay for that to say, we're the official team doctor of right. you know, the Toronto Raptors, whatever, but you don't ever see a single Raptors player or whatever. I'm not, I was using, I don't know if to what Toronto does, uh, but I'm telling you that just because you are the team doctor, even if you're paying for it or not paying for it and they just go to you, it does mean you're a genius at it. It doesn't mean you're always right. Um, there's a lot to be said here. I don't think they forced Robert. They might have coerced him. They might have, they might have um, challenged him. Like, hey, you're okay. You can't. The reporting is they, they made it seem like it can't he get couldn't worse. couldn't injure it any further, right? right. That, is, that, that's, that's a true. dangerous thing to say. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty terrible. That's why you just have to have your own. Every, and, and what I always tell players is you should have your own everything. The teams, the teams aren't even necessarily focused on helping you develop to your best. They're, they're helping, they want you to develop as they want you to develop for their structure. But if they don't want you to learn to dribble because they already have three kids that can dribble and you don't learn to dribble, well, you've lowered your ceiling, right? If they don't want you to shoot threes off the dribble and you're not working on that, well, you've lowered your ceiling even more. Mm -hmm. You should have your own team helping you. And then you can still play within the construct of what the coach wants, but work on your other stuff because there's a good chance you're not going to be playing for that coach <laughs> even right. next year or he gets fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or he changes his system. So... This is the reality of that. And I will tell you also that um, I, 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 it bothers me that players are getting their surgeries now. Like Shea Gilgis, did he just get hurt? Did Robert just get hurt? There's another one too. 
that that's going to miss the beginning of the season. I forget who it is now. Oh, um, Ball in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Lonzo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's happening there is there's we, players don't want to get surgery, and nor should, do I think they should necessarily want to get surgery if there are other options. So what happens is that a doctor or doctors will say, if you don't get surgery now, it's, let's say it's June 10th. If you get surgery now, you should be back by training camp. If you don't get it now, you also could be back by uh, by October 1st or whatever, but you also may not. And so some players are opting to choose to not have surgery because surgery has a risk that not having you're not going to die from a hurt knee if you don't have surgery. You may your basketball career may be affected, right? But your doc, your heart's not going to stop, right? And people die in surgery. Yep. There's a famous athlete from my area who died as a freshman in college from routine shoulder surgery. Now, this was 1989 or 1990, but still, people die in surgery. There is a risk to and surgery. Not even that. You can get staph infection. I mean, there's all, right. you know, all sorts right. of other things can happen. So it may be the case where Robert Williams decided, I don't want to do surgery. I think I'm going to be fine. And then it just turns out that he wasn't fine. So that, that's to be looked into. But you should never just assume your doctor from the team is right. You should have your own team advising you. Yeah, I mean, and there's, of course, just the inherent conflict of interest, right? The team pays for them. So they're team employees. So, And we know about this in football, right, where they just do things just for the sake of, well, the team's paying me. We've got to get you back out here and playing, right, because they get pressure, right? I'm not saying it tacitly happens in the NBA, but I can imagine it doesn't happen somewhere, right? And there's also the culture of sport, which you talk about, which is, now oh, you're tough. You can tough your way through that. And it's like, and the players want to be able to believe that. Of course. They are and tough. I, and yeah, of course. They, and it's like, you don't want to be questioned. And it's like, look, man, like I, this is your, this is your livelihood, right? You, this goes wrong. You ain't playing. You're not making money. Right. And if you're not one of these dudes, like a LeBron, Steph Curry, KD, whatever, who signed multiple super max deals, who's got plenty of money in the bank. Fine. But if you're someone who's, you know, this is early in your career, you haven't hit that big deal yet. This may impact it. So I look, Robert, go with your own team. If it takes the whole season for you to get right, I don't care. Take the whole season, my friend, because this is your life and your career you're worried about going forward. I'll give an example, uh, not about an injury. I had a player uh, not too long ago. He had, he played his, the first 72 games of the season. And uh, I could see he was getting a little bit tired. He was, he was a rotation player. And... Um, there was three, his team was very, very good. There was a, uh, maybe three or four or five game stretch where they had uh, some easy games and really hard games. And I told him, I don't care what you pick, but your team's going to probably be the seat it's going to be no matter what, whether you play or not. You weren't, he wasn't the best player on the team. You need, to, you need to sit three or four games. And if we, if we time it right, you'll get some extra days of rest going on, into those games so that you're healthy in the postseason. And he really was listening to me. Uh, but ultimately, he decided to play. Uh, I said, you're not going to get any bonus points for playing 82. Your team is probably going to want you to play. But I, I told him, I don't think your team will even complain that much. He just didn't want to squeak at all. And he played all 82 and just was not the same in the playoffs. He just had run out of gas a little bit. That, that's happened more than once. But this was the one time where I really stressed, you probably should sit. Uh, his agent didn't chime in at all. I thought that was a big mistake also. And it affected his performance. For sure. Uh, teams aren't thinking of the team. Uh, the team should have said, no, you're sitting. It shouldn't have been me. The team should have said, no, you played 72 straight. You're going you're gonna to take at least half our next 10 games out. 
I mean, they coach, did. They just didn't we, think about it. We see it every year. Jokic plays all 82, yeah. come playoffs, gassed. Mikael Bridges last year, all 82, gassed. Yeah. Like Jason yeah. Tatum, the oh, team not USA. all 82, but Team USA, gassed. Like this is energy is finite. Like you don't have an yep. unlimited reserve of it. Nope. You've got to figure out, okay, I'm going to take some time off here so that you're, and this idea of, and I, you know, it drives me nuts. I know it drives you nuts too. Well, back in the 80s, they play, listen, Go on YouTube or NBA Classic and turn on a regular season game from 1984, okay? Yeah, they may have played all 82. Watch the effort level. Ain't no – and by the way, it's worse to do that, to go out and half-ass because you increase your chance of getting injured than just sitting on the bench and not playing at all. They may have played all 82. No one's going hard all 82. It's just physically not possible. Your body can't handle it. Well, they weren't guarding you with nearly as much space either. Right. Yeah, they weren't playing as fast commonly, and uh, they weren't guarding nearly as much space. Ever, ever. Uh, no one was showing on ball screens and all that kind of stuff. No, they stayed back in the paint, the big guys especially. Um, and then remember also, they weren't playing hundreds of games uh, over the course of their career, 1,000 games in AAU. Right. They, they would argue, well, we were playing pickup. Well, you don't play as hard in pickup right. as you do in some of these events. Not that I think they always play hard in, in these, these uh, AAU games, but they're playing harder. They're more competitive. They're fighting for rankings, whatever. Mm-hmm. We know they're entering the, the league kind of beaten up. We know this for a fact from P3. Yeah, absolutely. Um, transitioning to um, more fantastic news in the NBA. <laughs> so Robert Sarver, as we know, was suspended by the league for a year and fined $10 million. The PayPal sponsors, PayPal, I believe, who's one of the yeah. Jersey sponsors, yeah. said they're not going to come back, uh, renew at the end of their deal if Sarver's still here. The minority owner said the same. We need to get Sarver out of here. Lo and behold, don't you know, Sarver says, you know, in a classic Sarver fashion, like no one cares about how I can change, blah, 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 and all that crap. Like, so I've decided to sell the team. And like, let's let's not do this pity party, like, oh, poor me, cancel culture, right? Like, no, this dude, and I get it, he only maybe owns 35% of the team. I don't care. The team was purchased for $400 million at the time he became the uh, governor and owner and all that. That team is probably gonna sell for two billion or more come whenever whenever the, the bidders the bidders enter. He's going to walk away with a handsome, handsome profit for owning this team, right? And capital is such a lever of power in society. You don't believe me? Look at Jeff Bezos. Look at all the richest men in the world, right? Like the capital is what allows them to do literally whatever they want to do. They operate and move through society without rules. Robert Sarfers didn't learn anything from this situation. Nothing. All right. The NBA got rid of him. Yay, everybody can feel happy about it. Who's the next guy coming in? Probably, again, as Henry wrote about, when you make billions of dollars, the situations and, and, re- and reasons behind that are often murky at best, right? At best, it's murky. Usually, it's heinous things involved to have that kind of capital. Those men are used to behaving and acting a certain way. I mean, we already know the, the names that are, that are already bandied about. Jeff Bezos... Bob Iger, former Disney C, uh, CEO. Uh, Who's the other? I forget. There were a couple, couple other names that, that that came up who were already on the short list. So, I mean, okay, great. Sarver's out, but who we're getting in bed with next? Yeah, well, that's that's a true hoop. Uh, that's always our focus. Um, yeah, I, I was I was happy he was gone. I don't feel sorry for him one bit. He's going to make, what, 35% of a couple billion dollars. And... Uh, yeah, the, the access to capital and then also the way you can use capital to make passive income. 
you know, for in, investing in, in things. And, and so, yeah, you'll lose money on some investments, but all you need is a couple of home runs. Uh, if you, if you watch that, um, the documentary on, uh, Uber, Mm-hmm. Oh, did you yeah. see that one? Yeah, yep. So mm-hmm. I, I went. My, not only did I go to college and drink a lot of beer with Bill Gurley, I I forgot this. One summer, he lived in my apartment with my brother after I graduated. <laughs> Bill and my brother were roommates. Yeah, um, great guy actually. But I, my memory of him is a great guy. Uh, he and I have very close mutual friends who um, uh, still say he's just just the same guy. He got. He's a really smart investor. He hit some home runs. He, exactly. That's what I was going to say is uh, Uber came through. A few others really came through. You forget, you know, no one cares about your strikeouts when you have 60 home runs in a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what matters. That's what moves the needle. And, um, and so, yeah, so Sarver is going to have plenty of other things he'll be doing with the money he makes. This is now the question of what is the NBA going to do? Um, I'm, I'm also curious, do you think owners want the world's richest man to buy that team? Well, That's it, a scary it, team. If you it's, have money, it's funny he you never had money. That. It's funny you said that because when once the, the Star of News is coming out, I texted Henry and I was like, Henry, why hasn't Bezos bought a team yet? Yeah. Unless he's unless he's waiting to buy a whole league. What did he say? And Henry oh, was that's like, a great point. Henry was just like, good question. Like, great, yeah, great question. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, because that seems like that's on the yeah. billionaire like thing, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to get a team. It's like, unless he just figures I don't want the hassle of it or it's just, I don't know. Like, and I don't, I mean. Look, Amazon, as we, I mean, you want to talk about Amazon and companies that do heinous things in big tech, like they're, they're union busting ways and like all, like, listen, and the way in which they, they, they take over all your data and sell it. Like, I mean, let's, let's come on. They, they do horrible things. This man is on pace to be a trillionaire, that's right. a trillionaire. And yeah. again, that's a number that I say that. Compute. And most people can't, can't comprehend what I, yeah. what that means. Do you ever use Amazon? <laughs> Unfortunately, all okay. the effing time. So that I think that may be why. Me too. That, I think that may be why um, he hasn't bought a team. He doesn't need sport washing. Doesn't. It's ubiquitous. Right. It's just ubiquitous in our world, and so he doesn't need it. Doesn't mean right. he won't do it. Right. But but let's say he does. Uh, Phoenix is a destination. Oh yeah. Anything warm with mm-hmm. no state taxes. A destination. These guys are freezing all season long and when he, they go north. He will, I mean, from, from what I can tell of how he operates things like that, even though he's never owned a team, he wouldn't be one of these miserly I don't owners. think so. Like, he'll spend a ton of money, yeah. right? Updating everything. And, I mean, listen, yeah, everybody's going to have an automatic guaranteed Amazon, <laughs> whatever, Prime account. And they'll, have all dr- they'll have drones <laughs> delivering stuff, yeah. like, delivering jerseys, right. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I actually think... I, I mean, take away all the terrible things we can say. He probably would be a good owner. He's busy trying to build the biggest business ever and trying to be a trillionaire. I don't think he's going to get caught up in trades. No, no. But I don't, I, I'd love for the NBA not to, to sell it to him, but they're going to. And he's going to pay a lot of, he's going to have to outbid people, which is going to drive which, all which, the other which values he can, up even more. Which of course yeah. he can. He's got more money than yeah. literally anyone. He does. Like the richest man in the history of the world. Yeah. Um, it's, it's mind boggling. I, I, yeah, I, I I was actually thinking about that. Could he purchase an entire league? It's like yeah, I don't want to want a team. A, I want a whole league. Yeah, yeah. He could fund. He could do it. He could do what the Saudis are doing. Yeah, yeah. He could do his own basketball league and pay everybody for sure. He could. Yeah, for sure he could. Yeah, or, or any league he won. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. That's a scary thought. This is all right. Let's not give these people any ideas. Um, <laughs> so. OKC, a team who we all yeah. know and we believe they are in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. That's right. We're, we're tanking. 
And one of the things that you wrote about earlier this summer was Shea Gilchrist Alexander may not be long for Oklahoma City, right? Because this is someone who we think is a burgeoning star in this league, superstar. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you don't want to be playing losing basketball his whole career. Well, we just found out that he will miss the start of the season um, with an injury. And this is interesting now. Like, you know, obviously this means they're well on their way to finishing last place because without Shea, you know, he's a grade two MCL sprain, right? So right. he's going to miss the start of training camp. And an, MC, an MCL sprain, like I've seen guys miss a couple of weeks. I've seen guys miss months. And if Oklahoma City is trying to tank, I mean, I can see them slow playing this all the way. And then I think what you're talking about comes into play. Like, Shay, like, all right, guys, like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, get me out of here. Oh, I don't think there's any way Shay's going to play that game. I, I mean, I don't know him, but it would be shocking to me. Not demand, but maybe through his agent. Like, no, 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 that's not, I'm sorry. No, 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 Gerard, I'm agreeing with you. What I'm saying is there's no way Shay is going to be allowed to be slow playing back. (laughs) Like this dude has a finite number of years to be the best player he can be. Right. And they may want him to sit. Right. But he ain't going to want to sit. So this is what I was just referring to before. Like at some point, Shay's got to realize our missions are different. And guys, trade me. Mm-hmm. When you can to a, a not a contender, but just a just team, a team that that's got a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Hell, I mean, so here's a question. Do you do Jay Nivey for Shea? Oh, I, it, I think you might have to pull that trigger. You, I think I, so too. I, I think you got to pull. And then that. I think oh, so too. Wow. Now you got to throw a bunch of names in there. Yeah, I haven't yeah, looked gotta, at it to make the salaries. The salaries got to work. But, that's the, yeah, the salary but, has to work. But that's what I'm saying. If you're Shea, you'd be thrilled. First of all, it's close to Canada. <laughs> Pretty close <laughs> to Toronto. Um, closer anyway. I mean, uh, too, too, too bad it's a cold weather city, but whatever. Right. I mean, you know, they're going to be Oklahoma City is too. They're going to be a. Um, oh. They're going to be a, a playoff team probably if you add him. Well, if we not will, this year, for sure next we year. We will talk about the move they just did. But if you put right. SJA on that team, they are for sure making the playoffs. Yeah, at least a play in. And so that's my point is you don't got to go to contender if you're Shea. I just want to play in April and May and June, mm-hmm. potentially. But let me get to late April. Yeah. And let me play meaningful games after Christmas. Mm-hmm. He, that's not going to happen in Oklahoma City for at least a year or two. Meaningful games after the new year at the, at the, at the latest. And so I just, I just feel like, yeah, at some point his agents have got to be saying, guys, okay, let's trade them. And the timeline works, Coach, for bringing Ivy to Oklahoma City because now you're right. with Chet and Giddy and all those other he's guys. A great, he's a great guy next to those guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, I, I don't, and I think Detroit would be smart to do it. And I love Ivy. Yeah, he was number two on my board. I really love good. him. Yeah. I think it was number two. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I just, but I'd like to see Shay's people. I don't want, I don't want to hear about it until the trade happens, but <laughs> I want him to play meaningful games. It sucks when you don't get a chance to do that. No, it, it does. Especially when you're, you're a talent like Shay is. So speaking of the Pistons, a team who we both think with the talent this year, say no Shay, but where they stand right now, uh, can compete for a playing spot there. Yep. Right. Things break right. No, well, they just added another proven score. That doesn't help them defensively, but right. Utah's Boyan Bogdanovich um, is going to come over and change for Kelly Olenek and Lee. Saban Lee. Lee. Yeah. I love this for them because you have an adult in the room with those kids, right? And, and Boyan, a pro, someone who's played playoff games before, right? Someone who can get you 15, 18 points a night. Like, and, and just, uh, again, a solid, reliable veteran player. 
Um, I love, love this pickup for them. How'd you feel about it when you, when you saw it? Yeah, this is, this is a team who's saying, okay, we want to, we want to get in the fray. It's a wide open field. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think the Pistons can win a championship, but at SGA, Mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden, I think they're in the running. They're not a favorite. They're not even a mild favorite. But if you can finish in sixth place in the East in, in this environment, if there's no super teams, yeah, you might fuck them, get to the second or third round. Who knows what happens from there? So, and that, yeah. You know, that part's huge too, Coach. Like, it's not, of course, you want to win the championship. Everybody does, but only one team can do that. The importance of having playoff experience and going on a run, how that helps buoy the franchise. We talk about our favorite run last year, the New Orleans Pelicans. How much that helped Alvarado, Brandon Ingram, uh, Herb Jones, all those young guys yeah. on that team to just get to that spot, right? Because they were dead in the water. And right? we're like, oh, this team is terrible. That play, winning, winning the play-in tournament and then taking the Phoenix Suns six games, huge. Of course, Memphis's run, right? Getting to the conference semis and taking the Golden State Warriors six. That's valuable experience you have by getting to the playoffs. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it's just the more meaningful games you play, the more your players learn, the more they get uh, reference points for the future which informs their curriculum in the off season. Uh, it, it also can build loyalty to the brand. Um, I think that's a big deal. Uh, it, it just inspires them to believe more, work harder, trust teammates more, mm-hmm. especially if it, if it, they don't do that and the team loses. Mm-hmm. So it should be the game. That's why I hate tanking. I, I understand why they do it. I hate it. Find a way to get in the playoffs and see if lightning can strike mm-hmm. and Detroit moves in that direction and like i said i if i was them i'd be going after shay yeah yeah and, and they have they also have the, the young talent too they can move right they can also be like all right if you want something else or whatever no, they got can, a few guys yeah we, we can figure guy. out what to do yeah um so on the utah side it's obviously clear what they're doing here right um they're cleaning house they are also in the victory of Benyama sweepstakes um yeah. and this may open up the space for them to potentially acquire Russell Westbrook, who is a $47 million expiring contract, right? Which means at the end of the season, that's cap space, that's open cap space on your squad, right? So Danny obviously is in a full-on teardown. Let's rebuild, rebuild our draft capital, which they did in the in the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, and then you're getting your high price, you move Donovan Mitchell, you now have some open space and you can kind of rebuild maybe a little bit quickly. Um, if, if you're able to do that and uh, and trade guys into cat space because Utah, unfortunately, isn't really a free agency destination. Uh, but you can get young guys under contract to come over if you have that cat space. So that could be something Utah's playing. Yeah, you know, I'm a little confused. I thought they could have waited on Bogdanovich. Saban Lee, we don't know if he's really an NBA player. Um, right now, he, he isn't a good NBA player. Olenek, Utah doesn't want him for any good right. good reasons. Um, and uh, I don't think any, we don't know what yet, but maybe no picks, which would be weird. Mm. You think to get at least something, uh, Bogdanovich uh, was expiring. So, mm. they, you know, he was going to be off the books anyway, anyway. this year. Mm. So I, I was a little surprised at that. Um, and uh, I, I, I mean, I floated Conley for Westbrook a long time ago, mm-hmm. but they don't need Conley anymore. No. They've got Dennis Schroeder and they've got Pat Beth. Yeah. 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 So that so was weird to me. Thinking about the Lakers, you don't you don't think Westbrook's long for that team though with Pat Bev? And I I, I do not, I do not. But I don't know what other team. Uh, I mean, other than I, I've talked about OKC, but I don't know how they can make the money work. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, they're not. They're not going to trade Shea for that no. unless the Lakers include two ones. Right. Um, and that's that's interesting to look at a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westbrook goes home. They probably waive him, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably has a job with them if he ever wants one. They, right. He's pretty beloved there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just yeah, I struggle. Have you seen the video of him making threes? I have. Time? Look, yeah. if, here's the thing: if he is doing that and is engaged defensively, they'll keep him. I just previous years have told us that isn't what he's going to do when the season starts. If he does that, though, I can see Darvin Ham being like, no, we're going to keep him and play him. Well, so in my gym, my experience is that uh, what my players shoot over the course of a summer from three, uh, I divide it by two, and that's about what they'll shoot in the regular season. So my best shooters in, in the summer for me are making about eight of every 10 threes they take. Now, there's exceptions. Obviously, I make them take some really tough shots. I'm just talking about, generally speaking, they're making about 8 of 10. And I don't always chart it. My, my brain just, I just kind of remember this shit. I can, I can know it in, in, a, in a particular workout, you know, you went 75 for 99 or something because I'm kind of cheap in track. Um, so the problem with those highlight videos is <laughs> we saw like seven shots. Yeah. So let's say, let's say he made half of his threes, which sounds great, but that's 25%. He makes sixty percent. Sounds great. That's thirty percent to my eyes, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what I've been doing is pretty accurate. I, what what I've had players where I've said you're going to make about forty percent this year. Oh, coach, I've never I've never done forty before. I'm like, yeah, but you've also never made eighty percent in the summer. And you made it this summer, and uh, typically we're right, we're cl- really close anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's who knows how Russell's going to shoot right. this year. Right. That highlight reel ain't going to tell me one thing. <laughs> yeah, when you say always on the grind, which some people are tweeting like. Dude wasn't breaking a sweat shooting it now. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with form shooting. Right. right. I need context. Yes. Long, m- much more than what they gave us. Yeah. But um, I, I don't see how LA can can value him based on what we've seen the last few years. Uh, for those of you at home, that means Coach Thorpe is not a believer in hashtag mixtape season. Uh, no, he doesn't. No. He don't. He don't subscribe to those things. He no. needs. He needs context. And fair enough. Yeah. We all. We need context, right? right. Everybody looks right. great on mixed in mixtape season. Right. We'll see what happens when the balls roll out for real. Yeah. Um, I know there's something you saw that you got super excited about. Um, Derek Rose said it that yeah. he is. Well, this is also something that old guys had to say a lot, right? Which is. I'm in the best shape of my career. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm at my rookie year playing weight. Now, if that's the case, hey, that's that's a that's a huge deal. But I know you're you're excited about what what you saw from Derrick Rose or what you heard. Well, he's you know this is a guy that was falling out of the league, and he's made himself mm-hmm. important. Like he's a good player, not a great player anymore, a good player. Well, in contrast uh, to Westbrook, he changed his game to fit yeah. into a role. Yeah, he and he and he had to. He wasn't the athlete. I mean. There was a time where people would argue with me when I said Westbrook was the best athletic point guard, most athletic point guard of all time, and they would argue Derrick Rose. They were not right. I was right. I am right. Westbrook <laughs> is right now the best to this day. Although I would tell you, I spent about 35 minutes watching John Morant tape the other day. <laughs> you were like, boy, he just isn't 6'4", right. powerfully built like Russell, right. which is part of athleticism. It's your physical presence. But holy cow, I see something else. Pretty athletic. Um, but Derrick Rose was like John Morant level. Maybe maybe John's a little bit quicker. But he was a powerfully built athlete also. And, uh, and then his knees you know, went away and he was really falling on hard times. And I just love the fact that he has been a, a true grinder 
and made himself a good player. And if he's excited about his new weight, I am too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to see it. And uh, I hope in New York it works out great. Yep. Other teams will value him if it doesn't work out there. And New York needs like, you know what, we got to kind of restart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to want him and they'll pay something good for him. No, I, I think it's a great idea. And you, you actually made me think of something just now um, before we get into our preview part and talk about yeah. who we think will be all NBA. As a, a a professional skills trainer and development coach, what do you do with the uber-athletic player who maybe relies on his athleticism maybe a little too much in how you teach them skill? Because, look, their athleticism is what it, – it helps, right? If you're super skilled and also a super athlete, well, then you're the freaking <laughs> – you know, you're amazing. But how do you sort of get them to, you know, see the different sides of it? I, I like to show data. I like to show shot charts of them and then other players that are like them. Uh, the guys that only go to the hole are easier to, unless you're built like Giannis, um, you're not going to finish as well as you think because there's tall guys down there. So let's, let's study that mid-range game. Let's, study, let's use fakes to get fouled, which will make you more valuable. Find other ways to be crafty. If you're really athletic, that means someone's got to time up their jump to contest your shot, which means they're leaving early. So that's a great chance to get them off their feet by using a fake or two, a violent fake. We practice those things. It's really just learning the game. Like, and the other thing you remind them is um, you can't always just rely on athleticism, even when you're young. Uh, uh, Jordan didn't win championships when he was just the athlete. When his IQ really engages when he started winning some championships. That's an easy story to tell, too. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. All right, so we are continuing our season previews and talking about what we think the future of the NBA is going to hold. We did our championship bus. We went down our playoff teams and our play-in teams, and, you know, the rest of those teams, they're just lottery-bound is what it is. Um, We've decided we would do All-NBA. Who we think is going to make the All-NBA teams at the end of the 2022-2023 season. As you know, there are three All-NBA teams every year. What Coach and I did was we did All-NBA regardless of position. We are going to work on petitioning Adam in the league. Positions don't freaking matter. I can have Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis all on the same team. It's fine on the floor at the same time. It will work. They're skilled enough. Trust me. So positions, we don't care about that crap. Uh, Second thing is, and before we go, Coach, I'm just going to give you my first five out who didn't even make it. It's like, wow, this is incredible. Actually, it ends up being my first six who didn't make it. Zion, CP3, Kyrie, Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell. None of didn't them make it. did not make any of my All-NBA teams. Okay. All right. So I'll start with my third, my team okay. number three. I got Gobert, AD, Kawhi, PG-13, and Book. All right. Do you want me to give you mine? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so first of all, here's my guys that uh, didn't make it. Uh, Kawhi is too much of a mystery for me. Right, you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. AD is too much of a mystery for me. LeBron is too much of a mystery mm-hmm. for me. Um, I think all three of those guys can can squeeze in there. Um, I I did a, I, I misunderstood your your uh, your directions because I'm an idiot. I left <laughs> not the first time. I, I wrote 15 names, but I was looking at the end Where of last, last season year. who really finished strong, That's but it's right. very very similar. So. I've got Cat. Mm. I've got Bam. Mm. I don't have Bam. I've got on. Jimmy Jeez. Butler. I still think mm. they could be a top team in the East. And then I've got um, 
Jalen Brown, mm. and Drew Holiday. See, Drew, Drew's got to get more All-NBA love. Because when you look at our favorite metric, All-in-One metric, EPM, yeah. Drew's in like the 97th percentile like, consistently. Yeah. He's, in terms of meaning, his impact on winning is just as high as some of those favorite names you think about. I love and that. If Milwaukee, right. And if Milwaukee wins the East, I mean, I'm betting on Miami-Milwaukee yes. being the two best teams. They may not be. Yeah. All right. Team two. Because I can't quit the old guys. <laughs> well, this guy's not old. Carl Anthony Towns. KD, Jason Tatum, Steph, LeBron. I can't quit the old guys, coach. They're still there. I can't quit them. <laughs> yeah. I've got um, – I'll probably put Steph in there uh, over Trey. Yeah. Uh, I've got Tatum in the second team. Um, I've got Booker in the second team. You had him third team, right? I had third team. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll have um, – uh, I have Siakam, second team. I think Toronto's going to be amazing. And he made third team last year. year. So I've got him second team. And then it's going to be either LeBron, Paul George, Kawhi, or AD. Someone's (laughs) going to have a great season. One of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I've got my first team pretty sad. I don't don't think anyone's going to budge those guys. And and first team, I think it's like, you know how it used to be automatic? It was LeBron, KD, right? And then, okay, they're aging out. So. Now we're in the era of your first team must begin with Jokic and beating Giannis, right? That's just hundred percent. Those three are just automatic. So now correct. we're left with two. Oh, spots. I, I think there's four automatics. Well, and then the next two, I believe, are who you have: Luca, of course, yes. and yes. John Morant. Ah, see, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> no, I've got Zion in there, and I, I, I had Zion first off. And so, but I'm that like, means I've got to have Ja. I love Ja. I've got to have Jaws somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I absolutely, like I said, I, I didn't study anyone else the other day. I studied him for 40 minutes. So I've got, I think, I think Zion, Luca, Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, minus injury are the, the five best players in the league. Yeah. Period. End of story. So they're going to be in there uh, and, and in any position you want. And now John, the second, I mean, Steph Curry may sit out enough games where he doesn't make well, all league. And, and that's the thing with LeBron, KD, and Steph, right? Is right. that they right. may injuries may happen. They're going to skip a bunch of games. But again, if you look at the top five players from last season in EPM, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Steph, KD. Those are your top yeah. five. Yeah. You look at top five. And, you're, and you don't have KD in your group. I do. KD's on my team, too. He's on second team. Oh, second team. Okay. Him, yeah. him and Steph are on second team. Yeah. If you look at estimated wins, top five last year's Jokic, Embiid, Tatum, uh, Giannis, and Steph, right? I mean, it's and, and Trey Young and Kevin Durant are right, literally right, right behind there. them. I know it's it, it, it's just crazy. It's, I mean, you know, when I don't want to add a fourth all BNB team, three is fine. It's like, I, I, think, I think it's prestigious I think Don, enough to be top 15, right? I think Donovan Mitchell has absolutely a chance. One. Cleveland's gonna be really, really good. Well, you mentioned him, I think you're mm-hmm. right. Um, if if Miami doesn't do well enough, there's two slots there. Jimmy and Bam both mm-hmm. could fall, mm-hmm. uh, and then Jaws got a room there. I mean, we probably could come up with 25 names for the Easy. top 15. Easy, and, and they're all going to someone of the some of the 15 of 25 will be in. Um, how your team does matters. It makes it makes a real difference, you know. I think the experiment in Minnesota is going to be so fascinating because that's going to determine yeah. what Towns and Gobert look like in terms of all NBA, right? Or are we at the stage now where everyone's over the Gobert thing? They're like, ah, whatever, we're done with this dude. And when you've been, look, this guy's been the best defender in the league for the last, I don't know, seven years, whatever. The, the, the I mean, if they're, if they're a top five defense, he's going to get a ton of uh, uh, reward for that, ton of reward. 
Yeah. yeah. It, so the only Phoenix guy we have is Booker. Is Booker. Only because I'm like, all right, Chris. You're no, I, I agree with you. A little older. It's going to fall off at some point. Although yeah. he, was, he was excellent last year. He was still very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- that's the amazing part, right? We're seeing these older players still. Uh, again, we talked about them last week or Monday. LeBron, Katie's still playing when, they, when they're on the floor as every bit as impactful as the 20-somethings when they're, they're just not on the court as often because they're older. This is the irony of what's going on in the sense is we, we've, we've got broken bodies entering the league, but we also are better at healing bodies than ever before in history. And those guys that have the money spend the money. This is something we talk to young players about. Invest in your bodies. Mm-hmm. Invest in your games. Uh, uh, and you can last. Uh, I mean, what is Chris Paul making this year? Uh, 30-something million? Close at, to? At I mean, maybe more. Yeah, we're, we're coming we're up close more. to 40, yeah. Yeah. At 37? Yeah. He's yeah, an old so, man. I mean, old man in basketball yeah, terms. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 20. I have a kid almost between us. In age, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was 36 when I had my kids. Um, uh, I think that, that this is, we're going to see, they're still going to get injured a bunch. Of course. The, uh, but they're also going to recover to a higher level more typically mm-hmm. because of all the advanced uh, medicine and therapies and everything that we have. Um, it's a, it's kind of interesting conundrum in a sense, because, uh, they are entering wreck, but they're getting more healed. This is where, if we went to a 58 game, I, I've been arguing a 72 game season. I probably should get greedy or not for 58. So good, yeah. man. Yeah, you, do the in season tournament, whatever, but, uh, we would see these guys last longer coach two games every seven days. That's the yeah. most you play twice yeah. in seven days. Yeah. The the level of play will be so much better in the regular yeah, I, season. I'd have a next I'd have a better next 20 years if I want to be selfish about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We wouldn't my, be up my, to all like watching. My wife and I are as we speak, we're again empty nesters. We're trying to figure out what shows can we cram in. The season's starting soon. And, and she said to me last night, we watched uh I forget what we were watching, and we put on an episode of um Shits Creek. We just started yeah. watching it. We we're yeah. still in season two. It's funny. Yeah. And because uh, we had just watched, oh, we watched the uh the episode one of our, uh, what's it called? The new oh, Disney the, the, one. The new Star Wars. Andor. Yeah. Andor. Andor, mm-hmm. yeah, which I, none of it, neither of us understood. I almost fell asleep in it. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be fine. It just was hard. So I'm like, you want to watch this screech? She said, David, I do not want to turn to what your parents were like before your dad died. <laughs> and I'm like, sweetie, we ain't got no worries. The season starts October 15 or whatever. You're not going to see me most nights of the week. I take one night off always. Yeah. But then when she goes to sleep, I watch the games watch when she's games. in bed, you know? Yeah. So yeah, this is uh, this is that time where we're gonna get real busy real soon. It, it is funny because I, I I was talking to my girlfriend and I'm like, you know, it's like pinky in the brain. It's like you know when yeah. you ask me, Draw, what are you doing tonight? Same thing I do every night. <laughs> watching right. If I'm not at a game, I am yeah. watching tons of games, right? And it's like yeah. when you especially when you watch the West Coast games or mountain teams like Denver, it's like, oh come on, guys, I'm gonna be up till like one a.m. watching basketball. But I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Lakers a lot this year yeah, as long like, as those guys yeah. are healthy. And, um, yeah, those are late nights for Flirty. And that's why I told her, we've talked about, we were supposed to move to New York before yeah, the pandemic came. I remember. The kids were gone. That was our original plan. Spent six months. And then um, she wants to spend six months in London because uh, I can do this from anywhere. And I said, no, I want to do Hawaii. Oh, that's even like, I'll, 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 I'll be off every night. That's right. You're up like, early. Great and you're be? done by, like, one in the afternoon. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think she's agreed to that just yet. But. Because it'd be far from our kids, but um, it's she didn't say no. Like, but right now, from seven o'clock to one, most nights of the yeah. week, yeah, I'm in my office watching games. That's it. It's basketball time. 
Um, I got a show for you guys. I know you like Succession yeah. and Billions. Yeah. Uh, HBO's industry is industry really phenomenal. Really, it, I, I it is phenomenal television. Um, okay, I wrote it down. Mahala um, Harold, who plays Harper, one of the one of the basically the the main protagonist in the show, she's brilliant. If she doesn't win all the Emmys next go around, I don't know what's going on. Like it's okay. just. It's a great show, and it's in, the, okay. in that similar world. It's yeah, All right. I, I, I like it. I need it. I'll need a new one because one <laughs> night a week, when she goes to bed, I'm not gonna be watching games. I, I made a vow to myself: yeah. one night a week, I don't do. I just wake up in the morning and watch them on Synergy, well, <laughs> so it's fun. I think it also, as much as we love it, like it helps to clarify you when you take yeah. a night, like a day off from doing it. It's like, I don't like, yeah. just do something else, you know? Like yeah. get your mind thinking about something else besides pick and roll coverage and whatever. Whatever the hell else is going on, you know? Agreed. It's, it's I helpful. completely agree. All right, folks. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, as I mentioned, it's going to be media week uh, for all the teams and training camps. I think I'm going to be in Brooklyn for some of it. I'm not sure. As Henry always says, they say the same thing every day. This is, we're going to play fast. I'm in the best shape of my life. All the, But as we know, there's been such drama in Brooklyn over the summer. I am so curious what these people have to say on the first day of school and, 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 how, and how it all looks. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably bring you guys some some stuff from there, and then yeah, we're gonna be in the thick of it. First game preseason game September thirtieth, so eight days from now. So until next time, folks. Yeah, take care.